all saw how this new strain of virus moved around the world. It started from China some months ago, then it somehow slipped into Malaysia. Before anyone knew, it had traveled all the way to France and then the States. Countries began shutting down their borders, even those that didn't have the virus. I was glad ours didn't close its borders because I had a business trip coming up and it was a chance to get away from the scorching Abuja sun. Then literally two days to my trip, the borders got shut down, stalling our project since we can't get the pieces of machinery required to go into the next phase, not to mention much less work to do in the office and more free time. I obviously spent most of that free time with my three knucklehead friends, as if that was not bad enough, the lockdown was announced a week later. They said for 14 days, but we all knew if countries like the United States and France did not deal with the coronavirus in two weeks, there's no way in heavens my dear country Nigeria would. But we argued for 30 minutes about the possibility at 355 Lounge with Spago and Tokyo. Spago was adamantly arguing for Nigeria because of how easily the Ebola pandemic was maintained, forgetting the coronavirus could be airborne. Why I said my friends were knuckleheads? Well, it was announced even though I wasn't happy with the effect it would have on my company, I was glad I would get some time to spend with my family. My gorgeous wife, Luweba, and my cute three-year-old twins, Ramir and Basma. The night before I had remembered to turn off my multiple alarms so I could sleep in the same bedroom with whoever. I woke up to the blissful smell of lavender and mint. I grabbed my phone from the nightstand to check the coronavirus update. Belarus and El Salvador had their first cases of the COVID-19, or as our presidents call it, COVID-19. In Nigeria, there were four new cases. There were 20 the day before, so that was good news. The door opened to Thuweba holding a bed desk with a tray of something that smelled heavily. Her long brown curly hair led down just the way I liked it. She sat down the table on the bed, then opened the curtains. Good morning, sweetheart, she said to me with a bright smile. Her pearly white teeth glistened against the sun's rays and so did her blonde highlights. Baby, when did you get those highlights? I asked. About three months ago, came her reply. Well, your hair looks beautiful, I complimented. Thank you very much, she replied with a smile, accentuating her dimples. She tucked her hair behind her right ear. Together we enjoyed the plates of warm croissants, rolls, sausages, eggs and hot beverages. After breakfast, I suggested we take a shower together, then picked out a pair of matching grey sweatpants we bought at Nike's store in Dubai on our last summer vacation. She wore her pink sweat sweatshirt over it while I wore a sky blue one. We went to Samir and Basma's room who had just woken up from sleep. The nanny was trying to get them to come with her so she could give them a bath and they were running around the room so she wouldn't know which one to chase. Daddy! Daddy! They both yelled on seeing my entrance. My babies! I said back, picking them both at the same time. 
How about today? Daddy gives his babies a shower. Yay, they both yelled. I want to go first, said said Samir. No, I want to go first, interjected Basma. How about I take one and Daddy takes the other, Fuweba suggested. No, I'll go second, yelled Basma. Wow, Daddy is a celebrity today, I see, Fuweba groused. Fuweba closed the toilet seat and made herself comfortable to watch me give the twins a bath. It was Samir first, even though he wasn't staying still. I got through my sweats in one piece, but by the time I was done with Basma, my clothes were drenched. Then we picked out blue jeans and a black shirt for Samir, a blue shirt dress, black socks, and a sparkly headband for Basma. Thweba helped me pick out a new pair of sweatpants and sweatshirts to change into, then took the twins downstairs with her. When I got down, they were in their big chairs. Thweba was feeding Samir his cereal while the nanny fed Basma. I took the spoon from her and finished feeding Basma. After that, they went upstairs with the nanny while Thweba and I prayed Uluhur together. We settled in the living room when I obvious, where I obviously turned on CNN to see what was going on around the world. <laughs> As if COVID-19 is not killing enough of them. Now forest fires, I said on seeing what was going on in China. Crickets followed my remark. So I turned to see through Weber's eyes fixed on her phone screen. Baby, can you see what's going on? I asked. The pandemic, right? It's terrible. It's terrible, she said, then focused back on her phone. No, I'm talking about the first fire in Liangshan, China, I said to her. I hope that's not contagious, she replied, not even bothering to raise her head this time. Baby, forest fires, contagious, really? I, sh- I said, shocked. What? She asked, raising her head, now seeming less focused on her phone. Dubai Crown Prince will provide financial assistance to Emirates Airlines. She read the headlines. Wait, I thought you were talking about another disease from China. That was the previous news, and I was talking about a forest fire, not a disease. Oh, that's terrible. As if the pandemic was not bad enough, she commented, then peered at her phone to unlock it. The next few hours we spent, we barely said three sentences to each other. So after Asir, I suggested we go out to the garden so the kids can play outdoors before it's dark. Lunch was served there, and it was flavorsome. Also, the Weber dropped her phone the bulk of the time. I also learned that Samir had a phobia for swings. We had installed kiddie swings and a slide in our backyard six months ago. Apparently, the first time they tried to put him in it and swung came, he slipped out and grazed his knee. It was their former nanny. Very clumsy that one was. She put both of his legs in one hole and he slipped out when she pushed it, except his arms and head. She had to call Paul our chef to to help her get him out. Unfortunately, he was making his hot pepper sauce that day and was chopping the scotch bonnets when she called Sue. By the time he got him out, Samir had something else to worry about. Weber still wore a traumatic expression as she relayed the story to me while I, on the other hand, was trying so hard to keep down my laughter. Don't laugh. It was terrible, she said, smacking my arm as she chuckled with me. Come on, boy, I said, picking up Samir and heading for the swing. Daddy, 
Are you going to put me on the shrink? He asked, scratching his left ear. Yes. Don't you want to go on it? I asked. No, Daddy. I don't like the shrink. I can go on the slide, he said. You have gone on the slide 50 times, sweetheart. Now Daddy wants to see his big boy on the swing. I tried to convince him. I... I... I don't... I want to see Daddy on the swing, he said, trying to find a way out without disappointing me. The swing is too small for Daddy. It's for, it's for Samir. So today, Daddy would sit you properly and he won't push, okay? Daddy should go on it first. It took me over 20 minutes to convince Samir to go on the swing. After Maghrib, we had a very light dinner and prayed Isha before we sat in the living room and I turned on the news. Babe, aren't you, tri- aren't you tired of the news? Whoever asked. What do you mean tired of the news? There's a pandemic. That's the only way to keep on to keep up on current events. Well, us keeping up on how many countries have COVID and the number of the infected won't bring the vaccine faster. Neither would it bring the end to this lockdown. Plus, babe, I have shows that I watch right about now, she said, taking the remote from me. Thank you, she smiled cheekily after changing the channel. The first one was a Nigerian series. It was about some house girl having a relationship with her employer's son. The actresses in the series wore full face beads to bed and flamboyant dresses to sit in their their own living room and gossip. It bothered me a lot. I kept asking her why and all she could do was laugh at my fluster. The last two she watched were reality shows I didn't even concentrate on. This time, I was the one on my phone the whole time. Immediately it finished, she got a call from her sister, Sana. She passed the remote to me and went upstairs. When I went to meet, when I went up to meet her, she was still on the phone with her sister. I went straight to bed because I had a Zoom meeting the next day. The next morning, I woke up at 8 a.m., took a shower and had breakfast before going into my home office. For my 9 a.m. Zoom meeting. By the time it ended, it was 12.43. Fueba and the kids were having breakfast on the dining table in their matching pajamas. Her camera mounted on a tripod, taking a video of them, most likely for her vlog. I think daddy should give the twins a bath today too, I said once they'd finished. Yay, the twins rejoiced. Maybe we should put that on the vlog, Fuebo suggested. Sure, why not? I agreed. Fuebo was a YouTuber. She had almost 100,000 subscribers on YouTube and half a million followers on Instagram. Yes, we are that family. She picked out my outfits because I said I wanted to change out of my work clothes. Remembering what happened to the clothes I bathed them in yesterday. There was no way I was going to do that again wearing the pants of my $2,000 Armani suit. I changed into my black Adidas joggers and a white t-shirt while she set up her filming equipment in the kids' bathroom. After the bath, she took hers while the twins and I went to the playroom where she later joined us. After lunch, she asked the twins if they wanted to help her bake cookies. I decided to join in on the fun and together we made what she called snickerdoodles. 
After Arthur, she went into her filming room, which was basically one of the empty rooms we had upstairs that she bought her equipment for and set up. I remember when I came back from one of my trips and had a few days off. She would disappear for hours. I wouldn't know where she was until one evening I decided to check for her and that was when I found her and all those equipment. Whose are these and what is this place? I asked her. They are mine and it's my filming room. The one I told you I was going to set up, she replied, not taking her eyes off the screen of her iMac. No, you didn't. When? About a month ago, downstairs in the living room. Where do you think I filmed my intro? She asked. Now her chair was turned facing me. What intro? I asked, trying to recall the conversation. I remember her telling me about the YouTube channel she said she wanted to start. But I did remember the studio. But then again, I zone out a lot when she's talking to me, unless it's something I want to talk about. My YouTube channel's intro, I sent you the link. She replied, oh, okay, anyway, I was going out. I wanted to know if you wanted anything. Nah, it's not like I'll be awake when you come back anyway. She replied, then went back to her screen. She didn't come out until it was time for dinner, after which she sat in the living room and watched her shows, then put the twins to bed leaving me downstairs. I'm bored out of my mind. It's been a whole week since I went out, except if you're counting the one trip to the supermarket. I never knew supermarkets were so fun. No wonder my wife became a shopaholic. Usually, when we, di- we didn't do grocery runs, but on the fourth day of lockdown, we decided to go shopping just to get out of the house. We stocked up before the lockdown, but we forgot to buy Thamir's favorite cereal, Witterbix. So we ran out of that, and I wanted more of that Schweppes Virgin Mojito, so we decided to get those. We masked up and went down to the supermarket. Get your own cart, I told Thueba when we went in. You can guess we came out with two full shopping carts an hour later. That is what being locked up in prison, oh, I mean a home for four days, does to one or does to us. So today, when Spargo called and asked if I wanted to come to his house, I cut him off asking now. It's 1pm, but okay, came his reply. He had a gazebo in his house, so he brought out his shisha pots and asked his houseboy to prepare them and bring them to us. Less than 30 minutes after my arrival, Tokyo joined in. Rock came after Asir, which was the actual time our invitation was for. How are we out and in our friend's house when Abuja is supposed to be locked down. Well, first of all, we are Nigerians, and in Nigeria, Clement and Mayburno can get you a lot. Besides, three of us live in Maitama, only Tokyo lives in Wusetu. Most likely why he took longer than me to come, because I am sure Merdia has talked his ears off in the last few days, not to mention the kids. He has two now, Adam and Ali. The boys, those boys were like a tornado wherever they went. If they were mine, I would run away and hide under a rock. And I don't even know what Thueba would do. Probably run mad from cleaning after them. As it is, she doesn't like to go in the playroom with the twins because she would want to put away toys they are done with, but they don't want her to because they might want to go back to them. 
thank you Sparks for this invitation. I really needed it said Tokyo. Mans was dying, he replied. We all are, I added. Honestly, even I have to admit, I'm glad I could leave the house, Rock added. Mr. Soulmates, that is a surprise, I exclaimed. Rock and his wife Zara are the closest thing to the cliché couples you see in romantic dramas. The cheesy ones that finish up each other's sentences, the ones with hands locked at every gathering, wearing the cheeriest smiles. The ones you would wish you could kick out of your dinner table because instead of socializing, they were whispering into each other's ears. Hence the name Mr. and Mrs. Soulmate. Mama? Mama came here two days before the lockdown. You know how she treats Zara and how Zara can't let things slide sometimes. She speaks, which gives Mama reason to turn a mountain out of a molehill. Why would you let your wife talk back at your mother? If it was her mom, would she talk back? Asked Spargo. Guy, the low blows Mama serves would make anyone want to defend themselves. Besides, she does it respectfully, and knowing Zara, I bet you, even if her mother, even if her mother, was to do things Mama does, she would speak up. My wife will never dare talk back to her to my mother. Spargo replied, "Spags, your wife would say thank you if your mom was to slap her own mother." I replied, "Well, that is how a wife should be respectful." He threw in, "Guy." Your wife doesn't respect you. She worships you. By the way, why did Mama not go back when the lockdown was announced? Baba is now all alone. Rock went silent after my question. Everyone's attention turned to him, waiting for an answer. He divorced her. Rock answered. He stoned down. What? How? When? Why? We chorused. Clearly all surprised. She had been asking for it since after Rahma's wedding in August. She eventually got tired of asking and threatened to take him to court, so he gave in to her demands. The place went quiet. That's the thing with men. When we hear news like this, we don't really know what to say. Usually he was the one that knew exactly what to say. But now that the news was coming from him, we all just sat there like tears in headlights. It shouldn't have come as a surprise to us, but it did shock us, he said with a nervous chuckle. I mean, even growing up, we could see how they had no sync whatsoever. They hardly said anything to each other, and when they did it, it was something that had to do with us. It was like he had just found a beautiful woman with a good family background and married had to bear children for him. When he needed more than that from a wife. Over the years, it intensified. Even the conversations about us ended in an argument. Then the cheating started. I know kids didn't usually know when their fathers were cheating, but we did. At first, she would confront him and he would deny it, but eventually she just let it be. It was after Rahma's wedding we realized she let it be because she was only staying for us. She said we were old enough to take care of her now, so she was done. She was not staying with him anymore. I'm sorry, brother. I finally muttered, giving him a tap on his shoulder. It's okay. I think it's, it is just harder for me to make peace with it because I'm the only one that looks up to both of them. 
Ya Umar and Baba don't see eye to eye, so he had always been on Team Mama. And she doesn't see eye to eye with Rahma, so she had always been on Team Baba. I was the one that saw the good in both my parents, saw both the good and the bad. I think that was why when my siblings thought about marrying a spouse similar to their favorite parents and being less like the least favorite, I thought about marrying someone good for me, someone compatible with me and being better spouses than both my parents. See, my parents got married within three months of being introduced to each other and started having kids immediately. Following the trend, or should I say the natural order? I, on the other hand, waited till I'd found a spouse that shared my ideologies, my hopes and dreams. We hardly had any conflicting interests. Before marriage, we attended several marriage seminars, not the extremist Islamic ones, but some progressive Islamic ones and even the Western ones. We went through marriage counseling, shared podcasts and sermons on marriage with each other and had several conversations about how we were going to unite unite our lives together. Yes, we still had some surprises and conflicts, but they came a lot easier because we expected them. We also waited until we were both ready for children to have them. Before then, we took parenting classes and enrolled in online child psychology courses. Now we have Jayla, mashallah. I could hear Spago's thoughts. This guy is a joke, he must be saying in his mind. He wouldn't say it now, considering what brought the topic. That would be insensitive, even for Spago. If you can guess so, so far, Spago is his traditional husband. He grew up with his mom serving his dad like a king. His sister's doing all the chores, so he believes he believes women are here to serve him. We all tried to show him what he was doing to his wife was wrong from time to time, but I don't think he wants to open his mind to that. I wasn't the closest to Rock in our friend group, so I didn't know his parents that much. But what he told me that day about his parents divorcing really affected me. What he said about the reasons and how they shaped his choices really got me thinking. I mean, I knew about how they took their process of getting married and having Jada really seriously. In fact, when the Weber was pregnant with the twins, he recommended some parenting classes and psychology courses. I only went for one class. Although it was really insightful, I didn't go for another. Later that night, after I had gone to bed, I kept playing the conversation in my mind. Even after I had gone back home, my fear was that. I and Weber were that type of couple. We've only been married for four years and we hardly spoke about anything unrelated to family. At first we used to, we would watch the news and sometimes even sports together and we would discuss it later but with time it stopped. We would sit with one another while they were watching something sometimes but only the one that wanted to watch it would actually be watching the other would be doing their own thing. Later on, when I wanted to talk about my interest, I would wait until I was out with the boys for her, I guess on the phone with her sisters or when they were out too. A lot of thoughts kept unfolding. Before I knew it, I could hear the Azan for Salat of Fajr from my phone. Lockdown, day 10, 9th April 2020. When I woke up the next day, I started contemplating all the thoughts that kept me up. 
So I decided to take three more days to monitor mine and Fuebo's life. Last night before I went to bed, I decided I would call Rock today and tell him about my concerns. was that one friend with solutions to everything if you need a mechanic that can fix your rolls royce rock is your guy if you need a specific kind of cereal rocket rock knows where you can find one if you're looking for a new restaurant to take your wife on a date rock has a list with this particular thing he seemed like an expert so i believed he could help me after the war he invited me to his house when Thweba heard I was going to Rock's house and not Spargo's, she insisted on coming with me. I knew they needed to leave the house too, so I didn't protest. Thweba called to ask Zara if she could film our visit because she believed it would be exciting for her vlog, and Zara was okay with it. After lunch, she dressed up with the twins and we left for Rock's house. It was after we had gotten there that I realized I shouldn't have brought them with me. I couldn't be discussing that with her in the next room, but they weren't even in the next room. We all sat together with Zara and Jayla in their living room. So I asked him to come with me to Spago's. I would have preferred Tokyo's because he would understand better, but his house was too small, so it would be right into Maria's ears, and she would most likely tell Thueba too. So that talk about your parents got me thinking about my marriage. Some about my marriage. Sometime, somehow, it felt like you were describing Thweba and I. I thought I just wanted a beautiful wife that would stay home with the kids and I would spoil them all rotten, but I actually want more from her than a pretty face to look at over breakfast and satisfaction in bed. I want to enjoy other aspects of life together. I never thought I was sapiosexual, but now that I think about it, I know I am. There's this landscape architect working in my company. Anytime she opens her mouth in a meeting, I feel a certain type of way about her. I've grown to admire her immensely, and that is why I always find myself picking her whenever we were going on a work trip. She is absolutely unattractive, and that was why I never thought I was starting to have feelings for her. But now I know I am, and it's scaring me. I don't want to cheat on my wife, and I know I don't want more than one wife. I believe if I don't do better with my marriage, I would become one of those guys that, at the end of the day, will start cheating on their wife. Oh my god, not you too, Spago exclaimed. Spags, shh, I don't need your opinion. I replied, guy, there's nothing wrong with your marriage, neither is there anything wrong with taking another wife. Spags jumped in before Rock could start speaking. Rock, please go on, I encouraged. Let me start by pointing out where you went wrong. In my opinion, I have said this to you before. First of all, I don't think it was a good idea for you to have left Asia because she wanted to work. Not just because she's Zara's best friend, but because of how compatible you were. I know you think you don't want someone working, but you want more than that. But what you want more than that with an intelligent woman. One thing I know is you can hardly find both qualities that you want in one woman. Women these days have been exposed to a better life than they grew up seeing some mothers living. They have seen women that bent, their, bent to their husband's wishes 
broken their backs for their husbands and right over those broken backs they would walk over and bring in another woman they can't show any results for their hardship yes there's gender but because because marriage is a badder but they can't see it now besides the easier ways to get into gender any intelligent woman married to a man who is not supportive of her own vision and goals would have her resentments eventually not to talk of a man who is asking her to give up herself for him now as is all in the past you have a lovely wife Fueba. i would say Fueba is intelligent too but in her own different way only an intelligent person can grow a youtube channel to almost a hundred thousand sub- subscribers in three years she has a fan base of half a million people a lot of businesses would kill for what she has you might think it's just a way for her to pass time but it's more than that it's a job it takes hard work and commitment she's also not working or i would say she doesn't have a corporate job it's one of the things you wanted now let me ask you when you first got married did she take up your interests did she indulge in the things you like with you i had a little i I had to think a little while back she did i answered you guys are nauseating Spargo said then got up and left the gazebo that's good easier than i thought now what i would advise is for you to try to get more into her world find out what she likes do your research on it it might be boring to you but some of these things some of those things you might come to find enjoyable she should be like your project now besides we're on lockdown it's the perfect time to start I believe she stopped making efforts when she realized it wasn't being reciprocated. Lockdown day 12, 11th April 2020. It's been 48 hours of marathon streaming my wife's channel. I actually discovered a few interests we had in common. One was history. She had a great sense of history of different places. I would have known that had we taken more trips together. Mostly while she was vacationing with her friends, her sisters, or my sister with the kids. I was either on my own I was either on my own work trips or busy with work. A few times we travelled together the few times we travelled together I was mostly busy with work. And when we had free time You would just go to the mall, park, or spa because that was what I thought would be her thing. But from her vlogs, I saw that she visited a lot of museums and exhibitions. I also discovered that she was good at games, video games, and board games. I'm more of a board game person though, and she's more of a video game person. But we can make that work. She also knows way more about current events than I expected. I saw something beyond what I was looking for when I started. Something Rock had mentioned while we were talking. Her fan base is actually a huge market. Were she to start selling something, she already had a market. She could also start a talk show or even a reality show with some African channel. And that's something I can help make happen. Lockdown day 17. 16th April 2020. Today was the day my friends were coming over with their spouses. 
The weather checked the weather up and it wasn't going to rain, so she decided to make it a picnic. She brought out mats to our backyard and set up a few shade umbrellas from our basement. She also set up her filming equipment as she had asked for both Mardia and Zara's permission to film. When I told her I had friends coming over, she looked like she was going to stab me. Come on, you know you like Zara and Mardia. I tried to simmer her down. Yes, I do, but babe, you could have at least checked with me. I like having your friends over, but at least it should be a conversation we have. And you could have told me earlier, not a day too, she explained. Okay, okay, I'm sorry, I replied, sneaking my hands around her from the back, then placed two gentle kisses on her on the back of her neck. Rock and Zara were the first to arrive. Jayla's nanny was carrying a casserole dish, which the twins' nanny took from her. Like the good hosts we were, Thweba and I welcomed them, and we settled in the backyard. About ten minutes later, Tokyo and Maria arrived, and from when they parked, we could hear Adam and Ali's screams. Spago did not arrive until we had settled on the mats and started on our appetizers. Two ladies were working with him, neither of which was his lo- wife, Lubaba. Ah, Suleiman is here. Babe, Zuchan is his wife. Thweba whispered into my ear. Ah, neither, I said, staring at him. Has Spago's philandering gotten to this level, bringing random girls to my house, I asked myself. Hi, everyone, he said with a smile, a paper bag in one hand and one of the girl's hands in the other, while the other one walked a step behind him. Meet my sister, Sumaya, and my cousin, Amina. We all took turns saying hello to each other as we had lunch. I noticed Maria giving the sister a certain type of look. So what's with all the cameras? Are we on a reality show? Asked Spago. Jude, you know my wife has a YouTube channel, I replied. Oh... But you know, Katsi demands you ask for my permission before you take a video of me. That's true. That's my bad. Thweba asked the wives and they gave their permission. She didn't have your wife's contact. I should have asked. Well, you don't have my permission, he said with a smirk. It's okay. The spot you're on isn't even in the frame anyway. Plus, you haven't really said much. I can cut out where you spoke. Whoever replied, look, I don't want a, I don't want a lunch I have attended to be documented on some YouTube channel. So just turn off the cameras, okay? We told you you can be cut off, okay? So just chill, man. I replied, I don't care about that. I just want the cameras off. Spago replied, cameras are not going off, dude. If you can't compromise, that's the door. I said to him, baby, it's okay. I'll just turn off the camera. Whoever said, attempting to get up. No, baby, you don't need to, I said to her. Bashir, so you're choosing your wife over me, he asked. Rock and I burst into laughter. I'm asking you a question, Bashir, he said again. Oh, it's a genuine question, I asked, realizing he was actually serious. Of course it's a genuine question, he replied. I've known you for much longer than you've known her, he added. Dude, that's his wife, the mother of his children, Rock said to him. Does it matter? He asked. Hello, I'll choose my wife over you, especially when she's on the right and you're on the wrong, I replied to him. Sumaya, Amina, let's go, he said to the girls, who seemed more bummed about leaving than what was actually going on. You guys know how he is. I don't know why you don't just ignore him, Tokyo said. After we we heard his car leave the house, 
He's a lot, Zara exclaimed. He definitely is, my dear added. Later on after the meal, Tokyo and I settled in the living room watching the news. So about Mama, have you decided what to do? I asked Rock. Yeah, I read somewhere that mothers do what they do because they think the wives are going to take their sons away from them. I already had a talk with her about that shortly after Zara and I got married. I thought she she changed by now, but it's evident she hasn't. So I got another opinion that they do that when the wives are nothing like them. I would explain why I love Zara to her and why Zara is best for me. I would tell her how important it is for her to treat Zara well and remind her that the same thing could be happening to Rahma. So she should imagine Rahma in Zara's shoes. If she doesn't change, I'm sending her to her sister's house in Gogolada as soon as I get the chance to. The chance to. Sounds like a plan, I said to him.